Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. On our show, we discuss the issues of the day and how they are affecting our society, our nation, and the world. Thanks for joining us. Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora. Welcome to Tutora Time. So let's take a look at what's going on in the world today. You know, our world around us is changing faster than we ever thought, folks. Joe Biden has been declared the president of the United States, and we're on February 2nd of 2021, and Biden is just moving right along with plenty of actions that are completely un-American, and the hypocrisy never stops from the left. Um, you know, they lecture us about being Americans and standing up for America, but yet that's not what they're doing at all. So one of the things I want to talk about right off is what's going on at the, in, in D.C. In Washington, D.C., for Joe Biden's inauguration, there was 26,000 troops, and there's still about 5,000 troops that are going to be left behind all the way through mid-March, maybe longer, right? They're starting with mid-March. So I've never seen anything like this in my life. They have turned Washington, D.C. into an armed encampment. I mean, all you need to do is look at the photos of what's going on. People say, well, you know, there's always... National Guard in D.C. for the inauguration, and that's true. There was about 8,000 troops uh, in D.C. for President Trump's inauguration, but there's over three times that amount there that were for Biden's inauguration. So, you know, the, the pose of the whole thing is that, you know, we're afraid of domestic terrorists, so we need an armed camp. I mean, the Capitol is surrounded in razor wire. There's entry points. It's like a checkpoint. It's like you're in the middle of Baghdad, and there's army checkpoints right in the capital of the United States of America. And the cover story that they're using for all of this is that we need protection from domestic violent extremists. This is this new word that the left has come up with, domestic violent extremists. It's a very scary phrase, because what does it actually mean? It actually means anything the left says it means, right? If you break it down, domestic, so we at least know who they're after. They're after people who live in this country. As John Brennan was on the news saying, you know, he believes there's insurgency groups in the United States along the level of Al-Qaeda and ISIS. This is, divide, this is not dividing America. Okay, so domestic, domestic, they want to turn the intelligence agencies on its own people. Now, how can anybody, how can anybody who calls themselves an American be okay with that? Okay, so we know that they're not investigating, you know, if somebody's in intimate, in, in, intimate danger, intimate danger, excuse me, of creating violence. You know, somebody's got weapons in their car, they're on their way to some place to, to ca carry out some destructive act, or there's a wide conspiracy that they're putting together and we see all the pieces in place and they're getting ready to carry out. That's one thing. 
But they're going after people, it seems, from the way they're talking, is they're interested in the 75 million Trump supporters. Their goal is to silence Trump supporters. Their goal is to silence really anybody who doesn't agree with them. And this is the first stage of fascism. Uh, you know, the left likes to confuse fascism. They love to call Donald Trump a fascist, right? This is like one of their favorite things. They've been doing it for the last five years. Of course, if you say it back to them, you'll be blocked, erased, you know, poo-pooed aside, whatever it may be. But, you know, in the 1940s and 30s and 40s, when fascism rose, starting with Mussolini and then Hitler, you know, it was centered around a strong man who had nationalist ideas, right? So the left likes to just only include that part of the definition, a strong central figure who has love of, you know, not love because they're really twisted, but nationalist propaganda that they're promoting. So the left like to say that, you know, make America great and that Donald Trump was bombastic, that these are the hallmarks of fascism. They're not, okay? There are plenty of leaders who have been bombastic and had national pride and were not fascists. As a matter of fact, many United States presidents would fall into that category. I guess you could put Ronald Reagan in that category. I guess you could put JFK in that category, even Bill Clinton, for goodness sake. So, you know, the way fascism manifested in the 1940s is not the way it's manifesting now. The true parts of fascism are, is this need to silence your political opposition. And that is exactly what the left is in the process of doing, silencing their political opposition, whether it's deplatforming people. I mean, they, they have deplatformed the president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, when he was still president and now afterwards. Donald Trump no longer has a way of communicating en masse with people who um, support him. How is that not fascist? What is it that they don't want us to hear? What are they so afraid of? What, can, what is Donald Trump going to say that they're so afraid of? You know, they're using this incitement of violence scam that they're running for their next impeachment. Donald Trump said, go to the Capitol. I know most of you are gonna march over to the Capitol. We're gonna march over peacefully and patriotically, cheer on the Republicans uh, in the Congress and make our voices heard. I mean, if you can't say that, what can you say? Uh, Trump did not incite any violence. And mark my words, if Trump would have never given that speech on January 6th, they still would have charged, and the riot broke out, they still would have in charge, charged him anyway. Whether he said that speech or not, it's irrelevant. Don't let the left confuse you with their bogus narrative. So because of that cover story, much the way Hitler caused the Reichstag, Reichstag fire, when he came to power as a cover story to crack down on political freedom. So they've come up with this term domestic violent terrorists. So domestic, we know it's, we're going after our own people, something that should send chills down the spine of every American because as an all dictatorial and authoritarian movement, today you're on the inside with the in crowd. Tomorrow you'll be on the out. Tomorrow maybe you'll be the domestic violent extremist they're coming after. So the next word in that is violent, okay? It seems self-explanatory enough. I mean, we know what violence is. We know 
that violence actually means physical violence or what we're talking about here. If somebody hits somebody, assaults somebody, wounds somebody, kills somebody, God forbid. This is violence. But the left has widened this definition of violence to basically mean anything. They're saying that Donald Trump saying to march peacefully is violent. They say a MAGA hat is an instigation of violence. I mean, Don Lemon was on TV a couple of years ago talking about how the MAGA hat is a trigger for people. So it's not up to people to control themselves. It's up for us to not wear a hat because they're going to be triggered by it. Okay, this definition of violence simply means whatever they say it does. Okay, and extremists, domestic violent extremists, extremists. What, what's extreme? According to who? Is it extreme to say that a man dressed up as a woman is a woman? Is it extreme to say that if you're every cell in your body, the DNA throughout your body is male, that you could compete in female sports? Is that extreme? I think it is. You know, what, who's going to define what's extreme? What's going to be extreme is anything that goes against their globalist agenda and what they want to happen, what they want to see happen. If you're against them, you're going to be considered an extremist. And, you know, they are talking about Trump incited this and Trump incited that, incited that. But Kamala Harris, when there were all the Antifa and BLM riots in the summer, people were bailing those people out of jail. And Kamala Harris was part of that. She was helping the fund that was bailing people out of prison. And one of the people who were bailed out, a person named Thomas Mosley, was bailed out twice, okay? The the bail fund, this is from Fox, bail fund backed by Kamala Harris freed the same rioter twice. And now he's been charged again. So could you imagine if the reverse was true? Could you imagine if Donald Trump or anybody on the right were bailing out rioters and then they were going out and committing crimes again? It's The hypocrisy is so thick and so deep. It's really unbelievable. And, and folks, where are these other citizens who are have no concern about taking away people's rights? I mean... The conversation in the United States of America is now that it's okay to take away people's freedom of speech. There are people all over online, people all over on the left, who are simply looking for justification for taking away people's free speech. I mean, I never thought we'd get there in this country. People say, well, you know, Parler is a free company, and Parler is their own company, and they have the right to limit people's free speech, and they have a, it doesn't fit the, the terms of service. Well, in the United States of America, our term of service is free speech. Free speech is the cornerstone of our foundation. People say, well, it's a private company. They could do what they want, but... This is, we're in new territory. We never thought that private companies would be searching down the speech of people as a regular thing in order to hire them or fire them or blacklist them, whatever it is they may want to do. It's a whole new game. And you could slice it however you want. But if you're on the side that's looking to silence free speech of people, I'm sorry, but you're on the wrong side because there's nothing American about that. Jefferson said that the answer to bad speech was more speech. So 
if you don't like what's being said, if somebody's floating ridiculous ideas, let them talk freely because the truth will out. Ultimately, their bad idea will be shown to be a bad idea. So you don't have to worry about shutting down people's free speech. Um, let people talk. Jefferson said the answer to bad speech was more speech. So we don't need to crack down and silence people's voices. We need more free speech against bad ideas. The only reason you need to shut down somebody's idea is because you know your point of view cannot stand up in the argument. And if you ever try discussing things with somebody on the left, if you ever argue with a lefty, they have a few stress. First, they condescend to you, like their ideas are better, they know better, they're smarter than you are. Then they kind of throw up some facts that aren't really relevant. They'll say some general things, whether it's about race or Trump being a Nazi, you know, some general term they'll attack you with. And then they withdraw from the conversation. Oh, you know, you don't really know what you're talking about, and they just check out. So if you could defend your position, you can defend it. I mean, the debate club is not like, I'm too smart for you and I know better than you, so this debate is over. That's not the way debate works. And they're really looking to shut down all debate and all free speech in this country. Um, if you're on the left, you should be highly concerned because like I said, today it'll be Trump supporters they'll come after. Tomorrow, it's gonna be you. So we have to stand up for freedom. We have to keep the conversation alive, keep the pressure on, and liberty will prevail. Well, thanks for joining me, and I'll talk to you again on Tutora Time.